Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Testament. My name is Jess Kirchmeyer, and today we have a special episode for you. Um, it is a Mother's Day episode, and so I brought um, with me today to talk to my good friend, Miss Garland, um, Garland Stacks. Hey, Garland, how are you? I'm doing okay. Good oh. to be here, Jess. Thank you. Good. Um, why don't you tell us about yourself? Oh, I was, um, let's see, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, and I lived there uh, 23 years, and I've been here in Texas since 1990. And um, like in Las Vegas, like oh yeah, in the middle of it. Okay, but that was—I was born in '67, so in the '60s and '70s. I mean, we were at the end of town. I'd walk down my street and walked right into the desert. Yeah. And so it was a very cool um, way to grow up. And uh, for me, the casinos were places where you went to eat and and play in the bowling alleys and stuff like that. Mm. Um. Uh, so it was a it, it was in Las Vegas at the time, but it was pretty much Las Vegas, and there was nothing else. It was just desert all around us. Now it's expanded all the yeah. way out, north and south, east and west, filled the valley. Nice. But I've been here since 1990, and um, uh, I got married in 1990, and then uh, I guess 91 we moved here when uh, I graduated college, and my husband got out of the Air Force. We came back to Texas, and we've been here ever since. Mm. And I um. Taught at Mansfield High School and was an athletic trainer there and did that for about 10 years. And then we had kids and uh, my son was born in 2000, my son Jacob. And uh, I taught that first year. And then by the end of that school year, I was pregnant with my daughter, Gwen. And so I've been home ever since with them. Yeah, I love that. Hmm. Which is precisely why I um, wanted to have you on the show, hmm. because I... Um, I've just been, I don't know, you've been a big inspiration to me um, as a mother. Um, I have two young children, and I don't know, it's always, you just always, even in just small conversation, um, just snippets of advice that, I mean, we'll just be having a conversation eating sausage at your house, and suddenly I'm like, oh, wow, that's incredible. What a thought, <laughs> you know? And so, um, and then we've had, you know, you know, I've also had um, more of like that official mentorship where we've met weekly and sat down and read things. And, um, but yeah, you've just always been, um, just so sweet with me and and helpful in my life, um, but then also I love I love your children and mm -hmm. I've been blessed to have them in our home for um, you know just random events and hanging out with them in the youth and getting to meet with your daughter Gwen and um, and all of that and so um, it's been cool to get to see like a full picture of it um, of being able to have yeah being able to have them here and um, hear their side of things too but just seeing how I mean they're not perfect no one is but they're just they're just good kids or just mm -hmm. sweet kids. And so um, that's been really cool. Um, so yeah, so one thing I want to start off with, man, is just your love of mothering is evident. Like mm -hmm. you can just tell by the way you talk about your children and you talk about being a mother that you just, you just love that. Um, and so I know that it's not always easy. I know that there are definitely hard times and seasons and moments, but um, would you share with us just some of your favorite parts of being a mom? Well, I enjoyed being with them. They, uh, Jake and Gwen are just neat people. They're just fun people, and they're uh, creative, and they're witty, and they're clever, and they're uh, just great fun to be with. Um, I've always said I'm uh, blessed. I uh, I loved school. I loved teaching. Um, I loved being a wife, and I loved being a mom. That's been my favorite thing to do. And uh, when I got to stay home with Jacob, I just I just prayed that I'd be able to stay home until he started school, and I was able to stay home. I'm still home. <laughs> uh, he's 21 now and I'm still home. Um, I like, uh, I like little kids and mm -hmm. I like the discovery and I like the questions and I like, uh, uh, playing and, um, uh, now that they're older, I like the fun conversations with them. And I like, uh, I like seeing how they think is, is what I like to say. I like to ask some questions and I like to hear, uh, how their minds work because they're completely different, um, yeah. how they process things and how they think. And they're just, I don't know, they're great kids. I really am blessed to have really good kids. And we have had ups and downs, but pretty much Jacob, they, well, they're 16 months apart. So I had Jacob and then, uh, when I was praying with Gwen, I was like, how am I going to do this? I said, I love Jacob. He's so much fun. This is just, this is so cool. And, um, but then she came around, they've just always been together. Yeah. But it, but I, but I, I, I remember um, I was pregnant with Jacob, and I went to see the doctor, and um, he said he's big enough. We're gonna, we're going to um, induce labor on Saturday, and I still had like three weeks left. And I said, <laughs> "You mean in two weeks?" And he goes, "No, in two days." And it's like, "What?" <laughs> and I, uh, 
I remember that night. I just, I was like, he needs to stay nine more months. I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't do this. I, how do you be a mom? I, I, I was terrified. Yeah. And I was, I, he could have stayed in my belly nine more months. I would have been fine with that. And, yeah. and you go through the beginning scared to death. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I loved, I loved being with them and they're fun. There was a, a little bit of a time. Um, Jake uh, got saved in about fifth grade and there was ups and downs in there, but Third through fifth, he and Gwen fought some, but pretty much when they were little, they were inseparable. And since then, they just, they love each other and they have fun with each other. And then, you know, he's her big brother and, and you know, they they take care of each other and enjoy each other too. So they're just, they're fun to be with. Yeah. I like taking care of them. I like uh, uh, hearing about what's going on. I, I, I like spending time with them. They're just, they're, they're neat, fun people. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned liking little kids and... Um, that was something that I have, you know, mine are still little, mine are eight and five. And so um, you one thing you've always encouraged me to do is to play with them mm-hmm. and to read with them. Yes. Um, you've always talked about, yeah, just playing, playing. And I remember because I would get caught up and I would want to get the worksheets done and I'd want to, you know, teach them things. Mm-hmm. And you say, just play, just just have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and and reading also is another oh, yeah. one that you've you've mentioned. Just just read and read and read, and we do. And man, Radisson, my oldest, she loves reading now. And so um, I remember the first time I met you, there was a Tate Springs uh, youth event, and they went paintballing. Yeah. And and Brandon was there playing because he, he that's what that was his kind of thing. And Gwen was there, and Jacob was there, and uh, and I was just there kind of watching. And you had Radisson and. Maybe three. I don't know. Yeah, she Two, was pretty three, little. Four, and you were reading Dr. Seuss to her. Like, <laughs> I love this. And in the middle of all of it, you had her on your lap, and you're reading Dr. Seuss to her in the middle of this thing. And I thought, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> One is Dr. Seuss, two, you're reading to her. And, and yeah. just, um, just the play and the reading, their brain, well, the play especially, just um, works on their brain development, works on their creativity, and works on mm-hmm. uh, their uh, confidence and their adventure. Adventures, adventureness. Yeah, um, that they will try things and, and just can do, and it's like, and you, and cross some. I know you more because we're together. But your kids would say, "Can I do this?" And, yeah, sure, try it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, I I can't do that, mom. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and and you just encourage them to try and explore and play, and and that just that's so good on so many levels, intellectual and physical, and and confidence and and mental, and just so many so many yeah. levels. What other books do you did you enjoy for the younger years? I thought about that. Um, we read everything Dr. Seuss. I mean, all of it. Yeah. And, read it, and of course, you have to read them over and over and over right, and over right. again. Um, pretty much, uh, I don't remember specifics. I know when they were older, we did all the Berenstain Bears. We got mm-hmm. all those in the library. I, m- I remember one of the first ones. It was a book called Good Dog Carl. Okay. And there's no words. It's just all pictures. And it's just um, at the beginning, I think that the mom says, you know, I'm going out, Carl. And he's a big Rottweiler. And there's this little baby. And um, there's all these adventures that they have. Aww. And um, there's just all these pictures. And the, and the dog takes care of the baby as he gets into the fish tank. And he gets into the food. <laughs> and um, so Carl takes care of him and gives him his bath and everything. And at the end, he's back in his crib. And the mom comes home and says, good dog, Carl. <laughs> but we read that a lot because there's we could tell any kind of story you wanted to. And right. so I tell the story and then they tell the story and um that's cute we read pretty much anything right um pretty much in the time they were born until jacob was seven when he started um school he did, homeschooled when he was little but he started second grade when he was seven but up until that time we took naps every day and went to bed and at both those times they'd either sit in my lap when they were little or sit next to me and we'd read a book and then you know sing and pray before they went to sleep yeah so we read a little bit of everything I do know one that I would recommend is the um, Hank the Cowdog series. Oh, I, thought I about loved that one. those when I was in elementary. I read those. Yeah, I checked those out from the library. We never read them, but but <laughs> we got the um, books on tape, yeah. or the little CDs, and would play them all. And the um, author does all the voices, and there's oh. two new songs on each episode. And so that was one of the things in the car we'd always, you know, they, one, when they were real little, they didn't have any games or things, but... We never watch. <laughs> we never watch movies, and we never. I, I'd make them read books, or I'd make them play, or I'd make them right. do puzzles or things like that. But we listened to a lot of Hank the Cowdog. Yeah, really, really fun memories. Those are fun. And I didn't. Um, I love being a mom, and I really didn't want the Mother's Day out, and I didn't want mm-hmm. the daycare and stuff, and so I just had them with me all the time because yeah. we were always together and just doing and playing. Yeah, absolutely. 
So you mentioned homeschool. So I know both of your children have been homeschooled and public schooled. Correct. Um, throughout all the years. And that was something and different at different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake was public schooled and Gwen was homeschooled for the longest time. And so um, I loved whenever I was like, why are you doing it that way? What What is that? I remember just being like mind blown that. You can you can do that. You can <laughs> do it differently. So, share with us what, like, how did you get come to that place? Like, what was that little journey like? And how did you decide each year, like, what to do? How'd you how'd you do that? Well, with Jake, that was some of my first. That's the first time I re- really remember hearing from God. Um, but he was his birthday's in July, so he when he was four and a half in January. Um, uh, we were thinking about he had to start kindergarten the fall. I was like, oh, goodness. And and just the idea kind of came around the, um, to homeschool. And my both my parents were teachers and um, didn't have a very high opinion of homeschooling in Las Vegas because mom would get the kids that came back and weren't necessarily good students. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to homeschool. And, um, and then looking back, God led me to two certain people that I know that that was part of my journey. So we started homeschooling and we thought, might as well. And... Um, and so I homeschooled him for kindergarten, and Gwen just kind of went along. <laughs> and then I homeschooled him for first grade, and Gwen kind of did kindergarten stuff. And um, and I had gone to all, all the homeschool book fairs, and was like, okay, I knew I knew that's what God wanted me to do with him. And I was having fun, um, lots of puppet shows, and um, <laughs> it was fun. Uh, and especially at that age, you play. Yeah. And uh, I went to all the book fairs, and I had kind of my idea of what to do through like third or fourth grade. I kind of had maybe curriculum, but I made up most of it. Um, and then when Jake was about to start second grade, they had built a new elementary around the corner. And my husband said, you know, I think he's supposed to go to that school. And it's like, no, he's not. I know. I know. <laughs> God, I knew God told me to homeschool him. And and, and we were back and forth with that. And um, we're way up in the middle of the night crying about it. And, and finally I said, all right, if you think this is right, um, I'll, I'll, okay. And, um, and he said, uh, he said, no, you need to be okay with it too. And um, so that morning when I got up, uh, I was arguing with God. <laughs> it's like this, uh, I know, anyway, what I just told you, I knew I was supposed to homeschool. And I felt, sensed him say, um, and this first time I remember him actually saying something to me, uh, what have you always prayed for Jacob? And I said that he would be a godly young man. Mm-hmm. And um, I just got the sense like, Yes. I was like, you mean now? <laughs> you mean this year? You mean that? And, and so that was my assurance. He didn't say anything after that. It was just a sense of, okay, yes, godly young man. Yes, this is how he's going to do it. Yeah. And so he started school in second grade, and I kept Gwen home that year because she was still little. Mm-hmm. And then she started the next year in first grade. And then Jacob um, ended up with four boys that he pretty much went through most of school with, and that's still his core group of friends. And that was... Um, really good for him. Gwen went through and she did okay. Um, she had all A's and was doing fine. It was in the honors classes and things. Um, but when she got to fifth grade, she didn't really know it. I mean, Jacob would know, you know, he'd take the test and, and we'd talk about it and he, he knew what he was studying and Gwen would take the test and she didn't really know it. She didn't, she studied enough. And she didn't like reading. I didn't like mm. that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and there was some stuff they were teaching that Brandon wasn't really happy about. My husband Brandon was not happy that they were teaching her. So that was going into sixth grade, and, and I didn't know what to do. We mm-hmm. They were opening a new school, UME, and uh, one of the people in our Sunday school was gonna was ones who started it. And we went to that, and I thought about um, private schools, and we looked into those, and I just didn't know what to do. And at the time, there was a possibility of her best friend Jenna being homeschooled. And um, I was like, well, no, what does that mean? And how does this work? And, uh, and I remember that summer, um, I was sitting outside in my God time in the morning, and I just had a sense of peace um, where um, it's like God said, you, you take care of Gwen, I'll take care of Jenna. Mm. You, and um, it's like, huh, okay. And we decided to homeschool her. Take and care was, of Jake. I'm sorry. No, no, Jenna. Jake oh, was, Jenna, Jenna. Okay, yeah. got you. Um, and I just had peace about it. And so we would decide to homeschool. And a couple weeks after that, Jenna's parents said that, that that's what was best for her, too. And mm-hmm. and Gwen liked the fact that we have a scheduled school time. She didn't yeah. really like the idea of 
homeschool and we just work whenever and we get up and, <laughs> and braid our hair in the morning and get dressed and have our breakfast <laughs> and then work all day. And she didn't like the whatever her idea of homeschool was. Yeah. So Jenna's brothers and Jake's brothers um, went to public school. So when they started school, we started school. When they were done, we were done. And if there were vacations, we had vacations. Yeah. And it turned out really nice because they would, the, the schools were right around my house. Mm-hmm. So Jacob and, and um, Jenna's brothers and, and their friends would all come to our house in the morning and then walk to the schools. And then afterwards, they'd all come back to our house in the afternoons and um, yeah. everybody would play outside. Yeah. One thing you mentioned to me um, in that during, I don't know if it was when I was thinking about, I'm sure I've talked to you about all the times I've been, what do I do? What do I do? Um, was you said you, you prayed every year, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to, what do you want me to be, you know, be doing? Um, well, that one came from Jenna's mom. Crystal yeah. would say, she, and she has three, Jenna has two brothers. So Crystal has three kids and her, what, what I heard her say, you know, each kid each year. Yeah. Each kid, each year, what's best, what's best for that child each year. And that, that was kind of my turning with it too. Yeah. And, but after, after I, I knew God told me to homeschool Jacob and then I knew he told me not to. And so <laughs> then it got to the point, it's like, I don't know, God, you're going to tell me. Yeah. And when Jacob started high school, his group of friends, core group, they went through junior high together. And um, when they got to high school, they split. And two went to one school and two went to the other. And he wanted to go to the other school. Um, that's where his his friends were. And I said, um, I said, God's going to have to tell us. Right. <laughs> you know, this is this is where you're going to go. If God tells us something different, then OK. But, you know, he's let us know where you're supposed to be every time. And he did the same thing in college. Yeah. There was um, no way Jacob's going to be able to go to DBU. There was oh, no way. That's such a good story. And uh, you want me to tell it? Sure. Well, Brendan's, uh, Jacob's dad um, passed away from a stroke in um, January of Jake's senior year. He had a stroke one day and, and died the next morning. And we were trying to figure out school. And we had um, just got something in, you know, even with his scholarships, Jacob was going to be several, I don't know, I don't know if it was 20 plus, but several thousands of dollars short. And uh, so I told him, you know, there's no way you can go there. And it's just, we just can't do it. We have no money. <laughs> and because um, we, because I had, I didn't work. So we had Brandon's income and then all of a sudden no income. And um, one of the ladies who um, was a scout mom with Jacob uh, works at DBU and she heard about all of this. And she said, we're going to make sure Jacob goes to DBU. And she came and she's um, the lady in charge of outside scholarships. And she helped him find scholarships and she talked to the other people in fi- in the finance. We went up there and talked with them, and they said, we're going to get him in here, and they did. And he's been at DBU ever since. He's yeah. going to graduate in May with his, or in December with his master's, we hope. Yeah, I was just talking to him about that the other day. That's that's crazy that he's already that old to be graduating yeah. and yeah. doing big adult things. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> I knew him when those, that group of boys came in as mm-hmm. young little seventh graders. And he struggled a lot his freshman year at, at that um at the high school by himself, but that, but yeah. uh, he had a really strong youth group that helped, mm-hmm. and uh, and that really developed his faith. I really think that year was a kind of stake in the ground, yeah, grow deep roots year. And then Gwen and Jenna, you homeschooled all throughout throughout high school, the rest of high school, yeah. yeah. And it worked. It worked out well. Yeah. So what? Like I know that has you probably have so many sweet memories of mm-hmm. them being there, and and like you said, like it wasn't always. Probably easy, but I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Um, but where was, like, what are some things that God did during those years of having both those girls at home? Like, what were some opportunities you had or just things God taught you or or did through you? Or Well, the first one that was kind of neat is the year that we started homeschooling, or the year we were thinking about homeschooling, um, Jenna, Gwen and Jenna, uh, two ladies, three ladies at our church talked to three older ladies at our church um, who their their kids had graduated and and. These other moms had younger kids, and they uh, really wanted some homeschooling mentors. And so they—and we're still doing—we still have homeschool happy hour now, all these <laughs> years later. I'm kind of moving into the mentor stage now. But uh, pretty much what I did that year was whatever um, Cappy gave me, that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, whatever Cindy gave me, that, that that was our grammar, and that was our biology, our, our, our science, and that mm-hmm. was our—was what they get, and that's what the girls needed. Yeah. And I— um, the big thing that God taught me through there is that I'm not in charge. And um, 
because I'm a teacher and I and, and and I'd make my lesson plans out or and we're going to do this and we've yeah. got to do this and we're you know we're in math and it's like well we've got to get to these other things these days and and I'd stress and I, and we'd have to go through and the girls did not do well with that at all yeah so my first year and it was still sixth grade and it was new and so we played a lot but they were also behind because um, they didn't learn a lot of the basics they learned. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they learned, but they learned a lot of the basics. <laughs> so we went back and did a lot. And that first year we did botany and we planted a garden. And that was just, mm. it was so much fun to be outside and do, science was outside playing pretty much. Um, but I went by, by my first year through about the, about the third on, my, I'd, I'd start out with, these are all the things we're going to do. And then it got to the point where, all right, God, what are we going to do today? And then as yeah. we do it, I'd write it down because it's so frustrating to have it all written and then exit all out. And yeah. then we didn't get to this. And then they get frustrated. And um, so that wasn't good. So God did teach me. And I still, to this day, say, all right, God, what? <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to mess it up. And yeah. I'd tell them, uh, and, I, and I had my God time. I I have to have my God time. Yeah. You know, if, and if uh, there weren't too many days that I didn't go without that because I'm not. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the, the yuck yeah. is me. The, the love even if we're and not homeschooling and teaching, yes. we, yeah, it's yeah. still necessary. Yeah. yeah. So he's in charge, and we also would pray um, in the mornings. And and both the girls, when we graduated, um, they wrote me letters, and they both talked about how I would. And I didn't realize I did this, but um, I would just stop and pray for for Jesus, for anything, you know, okay, yeah. God, we don't understand this. We need your help, please. Okay. And I, and I did a lot of, all right, Jesus, whatever I'm saying is not working. So just your words only, you know, yeah. how do I teach these girls? What do I need to do? And it was about teaching them. It didn't really matter what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but we would pray in the morning. Um, and sometimes that would, and I had to learn to, all right, Jesus this is awesome. You know, something would take an hour by the time yeah. all three of us prayed. And it's like, okay, these are your daughters sitting at your feet garland shut your mouth and whatever they have to say and a lot of them you know sometimes it was i love you jesus amen and sometimes it was you know pouring out your heart which got to be very sweet so their prayers by the time we were seniors sometimes jenna or gwen or me you know would be 20 minutes just uh and and you you could hear it when they when you're you know quiet and you're praying, there's people listening to where you're just you're speaking to jesus and you're just pouring it all out and so those were those were sweet. Those sweet I love times. that. And there were times too, um, you know, if we, <laughs> we'd do a lot of the girls, uh, we're sitting there, the girls are falling asleep and not getting as hard. Stand up. And so we'd march around the house and we'd get our <laughs> instruments or whatever and bang them and we'd sing as we'd go around or, yeah. all right, you guys go jump on the trampoline. We had a lot of that, especially when they were little. Oh, yeah. All right, go jump on the trampoline for 20 minutes, get up and do something and right. change it around. I love that you brought up um, Cappy and, and Cindy and them too, just community and having— And like, Terry was our other one. Those, Terry, yeah. those three were our Yeah, our just leaders. having that community and that discipleship yes. and all of that just being lived out like practically. Because a lot of times we're like, discipleship, how do we do this? And, you know, I hear—I mean, obviously God works in all the ways that we do it, but, you know, you can have like these official meetings where you're going through things, but then you can also just have life discipleship where you're just mm-hmm. living— um, with women, you know, linked arms. And and I think that's really cool to see how that played out. Yeah, how that played out with you guys. I think the biggest blessing of that, they, they always had answers and they were all different because they had different points right. of view. But, but we, those of us who had questions, the ladies always had answers or sometimes we'd have answers for each other. But the big thing was it didn't matter what you were doing. They was, they was always encouraged and, mm. you know, because their uh our math today we didn't get to the math so we went to the um grocery store and i had the girls adding up the money as we're going through and yeah. it's like that's great that's awesome and it, it didn't matter what anybody was doing or you think you're struggling i struggled a lot <laughs> but they're going you're doing great you're doing fine they're learning yeah and and god fills in the gaps there was a lot of that right. that, that god's going to give them what they need and, and i got a lot of that too that's how i got to the all right jesus what do they need mm-hmm. and i know i remember their um Ninth grade year, we started high school, so that's important, and that's when the grades count and all this stuff. But um, yeah. God showed me at the end of that year, that year was a, a spiritual growth, and and He just they just grew so much, and they became these beautiful young ladies, and and they did learn academics, but that year was about um, about God growing them, and uh, and the um, uh, so what He had for them spiritually. 
Right. And we also got to do service, and um, we did Meals on Wheels every Friday. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we started in with these cute little sixth grade girls all right. the way through. I think we went throughout 11th, but 11th and 12th, no, 11th and 12th, they were working at the, at the preschool. Mm. But the ladies and gentlemen, my Meals on Wheels people loved them. Right. They, uh, we made snowflakes for them, and we made Valentine's things, and mm. uh, some of them, they'd take their guitars and go sing for them, and one of our ladies, Miss Mona, they would go and do her groceries. Um, um, every Friday after we did meals, they'd go back to her house and help her do groceries or help her do things. And yeah, all the way through that. And that and that was a good. I didn't think about it at the time. It's like well, this is what I have to do, and so we're doing it. But right. uh, th- that was a good being the hands and feet of Jesus. That right. Was, yeah, you're learning teaching how to serve. them. Yeah, how to serve. And then not to mention, they are also almost like a good buffer and conversation point with some of those people that you're, oh, yeah. you know, talking with. It's a great, like, warming up. Um, you know, kids are great about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to, I, I'd still say kind of, but um, I could I could do my meals on wheels route door to door, leaving my door open at an hour. Mm-hmm. But you know the kids and it's an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> and now I have Grandma Gwen. Um, oh. my, my mom goes with me. And yeah. sometimes we pick up her 96-year-old best friend, Miss Evelyn, and she'll go with us, too, and um, and there and there, and they wave at the people, and, and, and they're part of it now, too. Yeah. And that so started cool. out as a service project, I thought, for me and the kids during the summer, for the kids and I during the summer, um, and it ended up not working out that way. I didn't really get to start until they were back in school, and, uh, and so I did it myself that first year, and they had to do it with me during the summers, but then it got to where it was me, then it was me and Gwen and Jenna and, and yeah. then they kind of worked out and the grandma Gwen worked her way in and and I'm still going and that's that 2009 was the first one I figured yeah. I'd be there for a, a summer and that's yeah, so I'm awesome. still going yeah is it the same group of people I guess or mm-hmm. is it change it they, changes yeah. yeah they they move the routes around and then also yeah. some of the people aren't there anymore gotcha um so you mentioned prayer which I, I think is super cool because you get kind of get that front row seat to mm. their hearts and yes. seeing God move in them and, um, and all of that, which as a mom, like, man, I desire that too. Mm. And so, um, one thing that I've always really, so I, I work with the youth, um, I worked with youth at, at Tate Springs and I work with the youth here at the lake. And, um, I talk with a lot of girls and I talk with a lot of girls that say, man, I could never talk to my parents about this or, oh, I, could, I, I can't share that. You know, I can't ask them those questions or they wouldn't understand. And there's a lot of that that happens. And it always makes me so sad because they would come and talk to me and say, oh, talk to your parents. They are in home right there. Like they love mm-hmm. you. They're there for you. Um, and so I always make the statement that, man, I'm, my desire as a youth volunteer is just to be a bridge to like get you to be talking to your parents. Like I'll be here for you and I'll listen and I'll talk with you. But man, your parents are they're there, like they're they're your God-given discipleship people, mm. um, and so I remember I started meeting with Gwen one time, and um, we had met several times, and I almost had that like almost had that like speech ready to go, like for people I would meet with to tell them like, hey, I know like what this can turn into, but with Gwen it was like, hey, here's your you know like here's what going on in my life, and here I've been talking to my mom about this, and here's what she had to say, and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Why do you need me? Why do you need me for? <laughs> um, but no, we had some really sweet times. But I do love that. Um, I mean, she just, she talks to you. She's open to you. And I know Jake does too. And so just that open communication and deep bond is um, inspiring to me as a mom. Because I, like I said, I want that as my children, as my daughters grow up. I want them to be able to feel like they can share anything with me. And I'll I'll be there to hear and listen and, um, you know, and, and whatever they need. And so... How do you, how how did God foster that in y'all's relationship? Because I was, we were at your house the other day for dinner and Grandma Gwen said, oh yeah, when, you know, Gwen comes home, she sleeps in there with Garland because they sit up and talk later and have all their <laughs> conversations. Like your adult daughter still wants to come home and share all this with you. Like, it's just so sweet. Um, so, so how did, yeah, how did God foster that? Well, I think there's two parts to that. One, um, I love listening to Gwen. I mean, I love being <laughs> with my kids, and I'm really interested in them, and I just always have been, and I wanted to hear how they thought. And so um, I would try to slow down. I would try to not—I have to work it sometimes, keep my mouth shut, and hear what, and just let them talk. And, uh, and Gwen— t- uh, 
Gwenda's rabbit trails or Gwenda tells stories <laughs> and they go around and around and around and around and around. Uh, but they're interesting and they're fun mm-hmm. and I really enjoy hearing what she has to say. But I asked her, I asked her that. I, I said, I knew that you were going to ask this question or something similar. And I asked her about that and she said, um, you never um, acted surprised by what I told you. Mm-hmm. You never was like, not my daughter. My daughter mm-hmm. couldn't do that. And then uh, she's a Christian. She won't do that. Yeah. And um, nothing shocked you or surprised you. And, and you listen well. And and and, uh, and I, I know everybody has. Well, I don't know. Uh, biblically, I think we all have a sin that we struggle with. And mm-hmm. I think some people... What, what somebody struggles with, that's no big deal. But what I struggle with, it's huge to me, and I can't yeah. stop that. My, and that's my thorn in the flesh. So I don't—I know all Christians struggle. I know people struggle. Right. And um, uh, she also said that uh, you don't turn it into a lecture. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not everything you, Everything I tell you, you're not shocked and then turned into a lecture. Um, I don't I don't know how God fostered that besides the fact that I just— I I enjoy my kids. I love being with yeah. my kids and, and I listen and I try to keep my mouth shut. And at this age, they're adults now. And um, I know my opinion and my voice carries weight. Mm. So I try to listen and I try to think, okay, and I, I, preface, I preface a lot of it. These are my thoughts. This is not <laughs> what I, this is not what you have to do. This is not God saying, do this. And, um, right, and yeah. you're an adult and you're going to have to choose. And I love you. And what you choose is okay. These are my opinions. But I still sometimes I'll say something and they'll do it, and um, which, I, which I love and I respect. And, and they are wonderful, wonderful children. But I don't want what I say to be what they have to do. Right. Yeah, that's so, yeah. So I don't know how God fostered it besides the fact that I just, I love listening to him. Right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, really, really great. Okay. Um, so it's been over four years now since, uh, since Brandon passed away. And I, and I was trying to figure out how to word this question. Um, and I, I don't, know that I have words of how to word it, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I, I think about you and, and loving you and walking with you and all this, um, during, through all that time. And, but just, I guess just the, the thought of, of, of grieving the loss of your husband while also mothering your children who are grieving the loss of their father. Um, man, what, what do you, what do you have to say for anyone that might be walking through that or, um, is there anything about where God was in that um, that you'd like to share? As far as mothering them through that, I um, I don't think I did a good job. <laughs> I think I survived, and I uh, I I, was, I still talk Gwen and Jenna. That Jacob graduated that year, and we Gwen and Jenna were sophomores, so we still had to finish those two years up, and we did it okay. Um, Lots of godly men stepped in, and I, I prayed that. I prayed that God would um, provide dads, and lots of godly men stepped in for Jacob, especially, and but also for Gwen, and um, and we just had a lot of people surrounding us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know um, I had heard maybe Chuck Swindoll um, talking about going through hard tragedies, and there's lessons that you learn about God being close to you during those times, and. Um, and I thought, man, I don't want to go through those hard times. <laughs> I just wanted to be close to me. I want the Bible says that God is all these great deep times where He's everything for you, and mm-hmm. I hadn't really felt that. But um, but He showed up. He showed up right away. Uh, uh, Brandon had a stroke Sunday morning, and um, he died Monday morning. And Tuesday, I got up and I sat down, and um, I just read it this morning, read it over my journal. I sat down. And I was like, all right, God, why? Why did I know what was going on? Why did I not realize it was a stroke? Why did I not listen to him? Why did I not realize that this was going to be the last time I talked mm-hmm. to him? Because I assumed he was going to be fine. I just, right. he's going to be okay. And he wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, but I sensed, felt, heard God impress on me. Um, you needed hope. And uh, and I asked him to assure me that he was there with Brandon. And um, he did. He said I was with him the whole time. He knew I was taking him home. Um he didn't want to leave you. Um, he heard you because because they intubated him right away, and um, 
and supposedly he couldn't hear anything and wasn't conscious or anything. But that next morning, right before we knew, um, his heart, heart rate was going up and down, and they, they said it wasn't going to last much longer. And so we were around him and telling him he was a great dad and a great husband, and we loved him, and we knew he loved us, and it's okay, you could go. And, and he had one single tear that came down right before he passed away. And um, and God said he, he heard you, and, um, and he's with me. And uh, that was supposed to be our year of healing because the year before was awful. My um, mom had cancer and supposedly had six to nine months to live and now she's cancer free. But, um, Mm. and an uncle passed away and uh, a brother passed away and a dad passed away and another dad passed away and it was, it was just bad. And I thought 2018 was supposed to be our year of healing. So January, 2018, I asked him and he said, um, he said, yes, he said, I've healed him. Um, and I'm going to heal you. And um, he told me he loved me and he loved Brandon. And he told me, um, and said, you know, I loved your kids. And uh, during that time, he gave me the, um, you know, that your, um, your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. Um, he's called the creator of all the earth. And uh, so he was my husband during that time and, uh, and asked him to be the father. And I just prayed. Um, I, I wanted I couldn't put him first, but I wanted to honor Brandon. I wanted to honor God in that. And um, he he was, he got me through. And I don't remember a lot of it. Right. But I do remember him showing up that very first time. And I do remember um, we had his funeral, his celebration of life that Saturday. And I remember thinking that's going to be it. It's going to be final. I'm not going to be able to do that. And I just had so much joy that day. Mm. And I was, uh, I guess because I knew he was there. God came and comforted me and told me that he had him and he was with him. Yeah. And I don't remember taking care of my kids well during that time. Obviously, we <laughs> survived, but <laughs> the church came around, and um, and it's it was a learning time because now I'm I know God's going to take care of me. I, I know yeah. we went from Brandon's income to nothing, and I still haven't gone back to work full time, and I'm mm-hmm. still doing okay. And now my mom broke her hip, and so she's living in my house now. So even my part time job, I'm not doing. I'm taking care of her, and he's. He's providing mm-hmm. day by day. He's getting us through. I he he took care of my kids. I don't I don't know, and um, I don't know the answer to that part. Yeah, and what a sweet like, I don't want to say relief, but relief that you know that he he is all sufficient to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Like he can you yes. know like it doesn't yeah. put the pressure on you of or you know anyone out there that's listening like that's going through a time like this of saying like oh I have to be and do and man just n- trusting yeah trusting the Lord to to take care mm-hmm. of them. That's sweet. I've had to give them to him several times over the years. Right. But I don't remember during that that time. It was just, you're going to have to, Jesus. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. But he provided. For sure. Mm. Okay, so your children are adults now. Mm. <laughs> They're all, um, which you mentioned a little bit on this earlier. Um, but I know that that is a whole transition moving from um, parenting, like you said, as a, as a um parenting children in your house that are under your authority to parenting children who are adults making their own independent choices. Um, And so how does that parenting change? What is? Well, one thing, um, this is kind of off the subject a little bit, but I remember when the kids were um, two and three, and that's my favorite age. They were just so (laughs) much fun. And their Sunday school teacher, um, I was talking with her, and that was an answer to prayer too. They didn't have a Sunday school for the little ones at, at our uh, Lutheran church, and uh, the kids didn't really want to sit in the sermon with me, so I prayed for God to provide somebody, and that year they <laughs> they provided. <laughs> but anyway, she had high school kids, and um, and I said something about, uh, you know, what was the best age, because I really loved this, and she said, they're all good. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. There's no way <laughs> that teenagers are going to be as cool as two- and three-year-olds. <laughs> but they, I've loved every single age. I've yeah. loved every single age. And now... Um, our homeschool mom mentors talked a lot about when their boys became men, you know, it's kind of they need to pull away from their mom mm-hmm. because the part of it they've got to leave. And um, Jacob's done such a beautiful job with this. Um, you leave after high school and you go to college and you kind of go off and do your own thing. But he didn't really have that choice because, um, you know, his dad died then. And, and I try not to put him on him, but I know... Um, People did. You, you've got you've got to take care of your family. Mm, yeah. So he has taken care of me, and he and they, I he came back to church every year 
I mean, every Sunday that first year, he came back from DBU and went to church with me. And I, I was so thankful. And he's four years later, he's still doing it. Hmm. Um, so I think we're in a different situation. Right. But I still try to, um, we just had a conversation about something on Sunday. It's like, I love you. I'm your mom. These are my opinions. You're an adult, whatever you choose to do. Um, I'm going to love you. I'm going to support you with it. And uh, we, um, when the COVID vaccines came came mm-hmm. out, um, whether you should do that or not, uh, we all had different opinions. And um, I said, you know, whatever you choose is fine. Just please do some research about it and, mm-hmm. you know, have a reason for why you're doing what you're doing. But again, I'm blessed. My kids are good kids and they yeah. make good choices and they're smart and they love Jesus and they love people. And, um, and you know, Gwen's figuring out college too. It's, uh, you have to do schoolwork and not just <laughs> have fun. But I'm just trying, I, I love them and I know they're smart and I know they will make wise choices. And if they don't make wise choices, um, at least they're in a safe place now, mm-hmm. I guess, that if you don't, it's better to make them now. But um, and if you mess up, um, I don't know, I love you. Right. <laughs> I, but I, So I try to listen, and I, I don't usually do a very good job of it, but I try to keep my mouth shut and listen to what they say. And, and, and I don't realize I do this until I look back on it, but I'll try to— it all comes back to Jesus, and I'll try and pull that in. And, and it's like, well, what do you know about this? And you know, what does the, what's the Bible say about this? Yeah. And and, um, and if they're having doubts about something, it's like, well, Jesus says this about you, and Jesus says this is true. And then we got to go back to what we know is true. Mm-hmm. But they're just, they're I I enjoy being with them, and they're just fun. And I I with Jacob, I know he's going to have to leave. Um, and he will, and it will be perfect and in God's timing, and I will be sad every time they leave. I told mom, I said, is this, like, was it, was it, is this the same when I would leave you? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Jake and Gwen will come, and then they'll leave. And it's like, oh. yeah, <laughs> they're going my kiddos. Um, but God's going to take care of them. He's going to put them where he wants. Also, Jacob started doing um, overseas missions when he was, well, in eighth grade, he went to Colorado. But then he went to... Uh, Spain. He's been to uh, China a few times. He's been to Japan. He's been several places, and I, I and that's where he wants to be. He wants yeah. to be where the unreached are, and so it, it, I, I'm assuming he's not going to be <laughs> around, <laughs> and I'll be I'll be okay. God will provide the time. Yeah, and I'm he spent summers over there too. Oh, so yeah. He also had like some of that almost practice yes. of yes. you know letting him go, and here yeah. you are. Like yeah. God will take care of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tell Gwen and Jacob, too, it's like, we're, well, we'll deal with it then. There's no reason to worry about it now and be sad yeah, about it yeah. now. And let's be sad about it again anyway. And, <laughs> or it may not turn out like what we think it's going to be. And so we're going to have to worry about it for no reason. So right. like, well, we're going to enjoy today. And I'm, I've, I've got that after, since Brandon, too. It's like, I have today, Jesus. I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to enjoy today. I want to live for you today. I don't want to waste today. And you're going to provide tomorrow. Right. Hmm. So, okay, so your house isn't empty because you've brought your mother into it now, which um, if anyone knows Grandma Gwen, she is just like just a beam of happiness. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing her. Um, but she, you know, like you said, she, she probably broke her hip, so she's there. Um, but not to mention you just brought her down here. Um, how, how long ago was that? It was 2017. 2017, right. Okay, so um, you've been taking care of her for several years now um, and— and so I'm, I'm sure that that has provided some good, um, just even just your children witnessing you um, caring for your mother and being there for her. Um, has it provided any, I don't want to say lessons, but like, has you know, has God moved in that to, to bring you closer to your children or, or cause you to parent differently or, or anything like that? I don't know about that. I'm hoping that they're going to see how I'm taking care of her so they're going to take care of me <laughs> when we get to that point. Yeah, like, yeah, remember yeah. what I did? Um uh, it's taught me patience and grace and, um, it, where we are right now, you know, mom broke her hip December 28th, had a surgery 29th and, and went through rehab and has been at my house since January. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the time I kept asking people, how long is this going to be till she goes back? And nobody really tell me, but now we're on three months and it may be a few more months. And, uh, so I'm at the stage where I really 
don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if she's ever going to go back. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. And I think we're getting there. We're moving that way. But in my mind, her permanently living in my house, I can't quite go there. Yeah. And, um, and, but that's okay. God's going to take care of it. But this last week I was reading over, um, uh, all four gospels and then I'd, I'd read a few days about um up to the last supper and then i read a couple days of the crucifixion that was horrible <laughs> and then i got to read the easter but over and over again on the in the garden of gethsemane in the garden uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not my will lord but thy will be done and mm. the, and it's kind of clicked that day after reading that um not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. So if mom's going to be with me forever, yeah. you're going to make it okay. And if mom's going to go back to her house and I have to go down there all the time, which is just down the street, that's okay. You know, thy right. will be done. Thy will be done. Yeah. I also went through a change. The last couple of years, um, God was kind of working on my heart. Like, I have this house. I have money. I have time. I have all these resources. I have all this to give. Um, who do I need to give it to? And so I've really... Um, trying to open my house a lot. I do have a lot of people coming in and out mm -hmm. of there. And that brings me a lot of joy when they're coming there. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen, but it's like, all right, Jesus, <laughs> you're going to take care of me. And, and right. when I start to worry and stress, it's like, no, today, what do you have for me today? I want to enjoy today. I want to be kind to mom today. I want to serve her today. I want to, this, this is where you have me. So mm -hmm. I want to take care of her like I'm taking care of you. you know? Whatever yeah. you do, do it to the glory of the Lord. And so I hope they see that. Right. I hope they see um, whatever you have, Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> One day at a time and get ahead of myself. And, and, and I wasn't that way before. That So the years of homeschooling and the years since Brandon has died is really, all right, Jesus. And, and we really do know you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, so love and enjoy and share. Yeah. I'm not really happy where I am with going out and sharing the gospel. And I'm praying for Jesus to work on that. But I'm. He is showing me you are sharing your love. You right. are opening your home. You um, are being a Barnabas. You're encouraging the believers. And yeah. th that's important, too. And, and he'll open my mouth to who needs to hear it. Yeah. So um, every episode we ask um, about your the guest's favorite passage of Scripture. So um, I meant to ask you or clarify this a little bit ahead of time. But do you have any verses in particular that you like to pray over your children or that you, you know, like for them or, or, and then also just what's your favorite, do you have a favorite verse or passage or book or a storyline? Okay. I don't have to think about that one. I don't have something particular. I pray over the kids. I know, um, when they were little, 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 I prayed that, um, Jacob would be a godly, um, young man and that going to be a godly young woman. And then they did. They became that. I was like, well, this is cool. Okay. <laughs> I pray that Jacob would be a godly man and going to be a godly woman. And um, they are. And then uh, after Brandon died, my uh, my prayer for them now is um, I pray that if it's your will, Jake will be a godly husband and father and um, that the best of Brandon will come out in him. Mm -hmm. And for Gwen, it's, uh, that she, if it's your will, Jesus, that she'll be a godly uh, wife and mother and that the best of Brandon comes out in them. Yeah. So I don't pray a specific verse I have um my beautiful dozen which is Jake and Gwen and all of their friends and mm -hmm. now it's about there's about 16 in my beautiful dozen <laughs> and then I have my lovely ladies that I pray for and then um and then I have families that I pray for but I don't have specific verses yeah I was curious one that that helped me through a lot and it, it's in Isaiah but um it's also I think Psalm 147 3 the, um the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That that got me through a lot. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Another thing that um, with talking about with Brandon, um, my mantra for a lot of years: uh, uh, I don't understand God, but I know you're good. I don't mm. understand God, but I know you're good. And that got me through a lot of days. I don't understand, right? <laughs> but I know you're good. I know you're good. Just repeat, kept repeating that. Yeah, I know that the. the um, Jeremiah 29, 11 has been one uh, when things don't seem to be going right. You know, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you um, and not to do you harm. Uh, and it's so good things, good things for me and, and right. to give you hope in the future. And that's, that's he, he's going to prosper me and he's going to give me hope. and He's going to give me in that guaranteed future. Yeah. Man, I love that, that mantra too of like, I don't understand, but I know you're good. Because I'm sure some days that's a, 
like a reminder and some days that's a like a declaration of like mm-hmm. I feel it you know like mm-hmm. that that can be yeah stated either way yeah and that was a some oftentimes at the beginning uh, several times a day yeah I, I don't understand I can't do this <laughs> right. I cannot do this. I know you're good I don't understand this stinks but I know you're good I know you're good I know you're good and right. you provided hmm. well anything else you would like to share <sighs> I love my kiddos yes <laughs> and I love their friends I've, I've been very blessed I am um, I've always I've always taught um and so I think the time between I've always taught my parents always taught I always taught I went right from high school to college to you know I graduated in June and started teaching in August and there were about three years um three or four years and there were we weren't on the school schedule and it took me that long to get used to you know school starts in August I mean life starts in August and then the year ends in May (laughs) um but I taught uh homeschooled them and then when uh they were both in school I substituted in their classes all the time so I got to know all their friends and that was so fun and Mm -hmm. their their friends most of them still call me it took them a lot of years to not call me mrs stacks because i was their (laughs) substitute teacher but i'm still miss garland to a lot of them um so i know their friends really really well i've been very blessed that they they have an amazing group of friends they really god has has protected them and um and brought really great people around them and uh uh i'm very very thankful for that i'm still a mama too, a lot of them. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I love that. And I think you're doing a fantastic job with your kids. I really do like how you well, um, ask questions and then, um, and what do you think? Or they'll ask you something and well, what do you think? And, and, <laughs> and, and how would you do that? And you put it back, to, right back to them and they have to figure it out and they have to, try, and you let them try and do things and um, you're doing a really good job. Thank you. And you do love them, which is fun. And, and but you, you just love spending time with them. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it was great having you on here. And um, just so y'all know, if you um, she mentioned her son Jake Jacob, um, his episode was episode thirty three. He shares his testimony with us, and um, we get to talk about a lot of stuff. So um, go back and listen to that for sure. But it's been great having you on, Garland. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.